I'm Max Pringle with these headlines. The Senate will consider more of President Biden's cabinet nominees today. Among them are former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg for Transportation Secretary, former Michigan Governor Jennifer Granholm for Energy Secretary, and former Obama White House Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough for Veterans Affairs Secretary. The Biden administration is almost a week old and so far has four cabinet-level appointees confirmed after having fewer hearings before Inauguration Day than recent predecessors. Throughout the transition, the Biden team stressed the need to be ready to govern on day one amid the coronavirus pandemic and economic recession, and then after the deadly riots at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. There were about 4,000 political appointee positions in the government, about 1,250 of which require Senate confirmation. Biden has named interim leaders to serve while the appointees await confirmation. The Democrats have a slim majority in the Senate, which bodes well for Biden's confirmation progress. Biden's Treasury, State, and Defense Secretaries and Director of National Intelligence are confirmed. Key positions like U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations and the Council of Economic Advisers Chair are awaiting confirmation hearings. President Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin spoke by phone Tuesday for the first time since Biden took office. They reportedly discussed the detention of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny and Russian interference in democratic elections. But the main focus was the status of nuclear arms agreements between the two countries, which are set to expire soon. Russian lawmakers have quickly approved the extension of the last remaining nuclear Russia-U.S. arms control agreement. It's a fast-track action that comes just days before it's due to expire. Both Houses of Parliament voted unanimously today to extend the new START treaty for five years. The Kremlin said they agreed to complete the necessary extension procedures in the next few days. The pact's extension doesn't require congressional approval in the U.S., but Russian lawmakers must ratify the move and Putin is set to sign the relevant bill into law. President Biden announced Tuesday that his administration will order another 200 million doses of coronavirus vaccine that would arrive this summer. That would raise the total to 600 million and ensure the U.S. will eventually have two shots of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for nearly every American. Biden says his goal is to get at least 100 million Americans vaccinated by summer, an effort he says will start immediately. I can announce that we will increase overall weekly vaccination distributions to states, tribes, and territories from 8.6 million doses to a minimum of 10 million doses. Starting next week, that's an increase of 1.4 million doses per week. The slight uptick to 10 million in the next three weeks had been expected as vaccine makers slowly expand supply and the U.S. government already had the option to buy more doses under existing contracts. Under President Trump, the U.S. government had already agreed to buy 200 million doses from Pfizer and 200 million from Moderna, which were to be, to be, which were to be delivered by July. The European Union's dispute with Anglo-Swedish drug maker AstraZeneca has intensified with the company denying the EU's assertion that it had pulled out of talks on vaccine supplies. AstraZeneca said that it still planned to meet with EU officials in Brussels later today. Feature Story News' Lucy Hoff reports from Brussels. 
Brussels has described the delay in the delivery of its COVID-19 vaccines as unacceptable and is now demanding greater transparency on exports outside of the EU of vaccine doses produced in Europe. AstraZeneca has defended itself against the criticism, saying the manufacturing glitches in Europe that have led to the shortages are in part down to the timing of the EU deal, which was signed three months after that of the UK. Pascal Soriet, AstraZeneca's CEO, said his company is not taking taking vaccines from Europeans to sell them elsewhere around the world at a profit. Lucy Hoff, Brussels. The international debate over taxing big tech is heating up. Officials from more than 130 countries are meeting online as part of an international negotiation. They're looking at ways to tax activities by companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook when those companies make money in a country but don't have a physical presence there. Officials working with the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development hope to find one international solution everyone can agree on. That could head off unilateral taxes imposed by France and other countries that are threatening to spark a trade war with the United States. I'm Max Pringle. You're listening to Sojourner Truth on Pacifica Radio.